Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Pizzaville. You can still enjoy your favorite pizza and follow a plant-based diet with Pizzaville's new vegan, dairy-free mozzarella cheese. Plant-based, soybean-free, nut-free, gluten-free, and casein-free. Substitute on any pizza at no additional charge. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike Carozza. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Good morning, Tina. How you been? I'm good, thank you. And how are you doing? You know, we're doing quite well. Um, thankfully, you know, we're about six uh, weeks, uh, six plus weeks in, and the schools, I think, are holding it down. Um, I think the most important part, I mean, obviously we're in this uh, stage two, right, Tina? Absolutely, stage two. And it seems like, and give me your take on this, that there is a great deal of COVID fatigue out there, that there is a group that is not getting the message about wearing the mask, washing your hands, and being physically and socially distant, right? Yes, um, you do stand correct. And I believe that there are, you know, this is more what we've uh, seen from some of the data is it's definitely the younger generation um, that have been um, doing this and practicing this way. Um, But I think it's important to understand that, you know, this is a community approach. And I think we all have to do our part. And so as long as we do, um, we could, we can protect everybody. And I, and, and one of the most important people, one of the most important things is that people think that they're wearing a mask for them. You know, especially the, if we talk about the younger, the younger individuals, it's not for them, uh, per se. So the masks are being worn, uh, especially in the younger, cause we know that this won't, we know the majority of studies, uh, that have come out showing that, you know, younger generations are somewhat um, uh, not as at risk of death as the elderly population. So it's the younger individuals that if they actually wear the mask, they're protecting the other, the, the elderly. So if they live with their grandparents, if they see their elderly parents, if you will, or their grandparents, this is something that can protect them and those, you know, um, above 60-year-old or 70-year-old immunocompromised people. And so sometimes we have to think about why am I wearing a mask? Mm -hmm. And am Mm -hmm. I wearing a mask because of me? Or am I wearing a mask because I need to protect? So so now if you're an elderly person, it's a two-way situation. But when you're a younger person and you, and you probably think you're invincible because you've read some of the studies and you know that pretty much this illness is just going to be something like the flu and you're good, you'll just you'll fend it off quite easily, you got to think about spreading it. And I think that's the most important part. Before we get into some of the data that you want to share, what about those who are elderly, those who are immune compromised, who come into Apple Med? What are you hearing from them? How are they feeling and how are you treating them? Well, first, you know, I think you have to look at the entire picture of the individual. So I'm, I'm very happy to be in practice and practicing, uh, you know, alive. And I think one of my patients uh, who came in, um, uh, my elderly patients came in and says, you're one of the only doctors that I know that are seeing patients live. Now, we are doing everything we can to make this uh, possible uh, and successful, and that's inclusive of 
putting up barriers, wearing face masks and masks and sanitizing and continually uh, screening our patients coming into the office and then eliminating things like our waiting room. Um, and so these are things that we've tried to keep in and thus far they've worked, thank goodness. But, you know, um, for the elderly patients that are coming in, it's quite simple. We have to make sure that their, um, their vitamin uh, supplementation is optimal. And so sometimes it's routine blood work and just making sure things like their vitamin D is, is in check and they're taking things like zinc and um, a wonderful multivitamin. But most importantly is that their nutrition, uh, as, as the elderly patients, um, uh, you know, you know, the hunger starts going away and you don't really feel hungry. And especially if you're alone, and to some of my elderly patients that live alone, they really don't like to cook uh, too often um, because then there's a bunch of leftovers and then there's a lot of, uh, the, the, you know, food that's get, that gets thrown away. But most importantly is we need the nutrition. So we want to try to make these individuals um, eat healthier. So like lots of fruits and vegetables. And although some of these uh, elderly patients that live alone or, or by themselves, they, they don't want to do a big shop. So they won't buy a lot of fruits and vegetables that are going to waste. So my advice to those individuals are really just, obviously you don't have to buy, you know, five pints of blueberries, but, and then the other thing is they don't want to go to the grocery store that many times to sort of be at risk and, and, and come in contact. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's pretty much a double-edged sword here, but most importantly is they, they have to eat well and, and they need the basic nutrition for their immune system. And, and when I talk about basic nutrition, I'm talking about proteins, proper carbohydrates that are not going to be simple sugars. And then, you know, when you talk about green leafy vegetables that have the majority of the nutrients and vitamins that are going to be good for their bones. And then, you know, whatever's missing, we do some blood work and we, for sure, you know, vitamin D is always on my list to, to look at for these elderly patients because they're most likely deficient. And then we want to make sure that that level is optimal. Uh, amongst their other vitamins that they need to be taking. And then based on that, you know, hopefully we can get them into um, a nice healthy routine and that'll keep them healthier and uh, especially during this cold and flu season. You brought up a really good point, and I know you're speaking specifically of the elderly, but I think it applies to so many of us that you're actually seeing patients in person. And I think that one-on-one -on -one connection, and I know we talk about, yes, we can connect virtually, absolutely, we can connect over the phone, but to connect in person, it really must carry a lot of weight with your patients. Absolutely, uh, Tina, because... You know, you need to physically see, you know, in medicine, um, you need to physically see uh, your patient. Uh, and, and sometimes when it's an emo like, you know, I'm seeing a lot of mental, emotional, uh, obviously, um, it's on an all-time high, so I'm seeing a lot of this in practice. And so when you're talking to somebody on the phone or you're even seeing somebody on a, on a Zoom call, it's really challenging to, to understand what they're going through and to uh, experience what they're experiencing when, when, when they're going through their anxious states. And then not only that, you know, you want to make sure you look at the most important things, like their vitals. You know, how, what are their vitals doing? How's their blood pressure? You know, you can't measure this on a, on a telephone. And then, um, of course, you know, if it's somebody who's, you know, trying to control their weight because they know that being obese and having diabetes is a risk factor going into this winter, especially with COVID or even the flu or any, any other illness, 
this is where you want to look at the biomarkers like their weight and making sure that their weight is in check, their blood glucose is in check, and this becomes challenging to just do over the phone. So you made a good point. Now, you also want to talk about some of the data that you've seen. You know, you talk about on this show that you are a scientist by trade. So what is the data showing you at this point in this pandemic? Look, I mean, we know that we we have a virus. Uh, it's around us. Um, we know that there. We, we now know that uh, the coronavirus has been around us for a long time, actually, because there are people that are not affected by this virus. There are people that you know don't show any symptoms, um, which means that evolution has taken place, and this virus looks like it's been around. Now, how long it's been around, it's hard to tell, but there are people that are um, asymptomatic, we call in medicine, and asymptomatic means they have no symptoms, they don't have any fever, but they test positive. And what that means is they have a little bit of the virus in their, in their DNA particles, because when you do the, uh, the PCR testing, which is polymerase chain reaction, these are the DNA fragmentation, they look to see if this uh, virus has been in, in some of the population, some of the human population, which currently is uh, in, 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 our co- in our community. And they find that these people have been exposed somehow, some way to this virus, but they don't respond, meaning that they're asymptomatic, but they can still uh, shed the virus. So they can still spread it. So this is the concern and understanding what's happening. And, and it becomes challenging because these individuals, you know, they, they don't know they have it. And then they, then, then they can easily spread it. So this is why we say, you know, the younger people, you know, wearing the mask sometimes is just not to protect you from getting it, but you may already have it and you may be spreading it, but you may not even know. And it doesn't even come on with a stuffy nose. And so what the data is presenting itself is saying that, you know, A, we have some asymptomatic people in, the, in our community, uh, and then B, we know that this ain't really this this is not affecting the younger population and so you know this is something that's affecting elderly and immunocompromised people so you know i'm not saying that you know we have to be very careful so like the elderly's got to have to be extremely careful careful and the immunocompromised got to be extremely careful but you know the the younger generation i don't want them to feel like they're invincible either because they're, and if you look at the numbers, um, they're the contributing factor to why the numbers have been so, uh, so steadily increasing. So true, Dr. Mike. Let's everybody do what we can to help them protect each other. After the break, Dr. Mike takes us inside Sonicore. This is Health is Wealth on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Mike? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. More with Dr. Mike and Health is Wealth when we come back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville realized that some big pizza conglomerates want to make the cheapest pizza. Some want to be the fastest. At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone bait, the traditional Italian way. It's what we strive for every day, to be the best, not the fastest or the cheapest. Oh, cue the announcer. Pizzaville Stone-Baked Pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Health is Wealth is back with Dr. Mike on 105.9 The Region. 
You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to Health is Wealth. I'm Tina Cortez, and over to Dr. Mike with today's roundtable. Thank you, Tina. Okay, so joining us on Health is Wealth is we have, uh, obviously, someone from San Nacor. Um, she's a health uh, and, and detoxification specialist. Her name is Anna Maria Veda. So thank you for joining us, Anna Maria. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, I've also brought an expert, uh, Dr. Ryan Shakitano, AppleMed's very own. Uh, he's a sports medicine expert as well. We're going to talk a little bit about rehabilitation and how um, saunas are going to help with that. So thank you, Dr. Ryan, for joining. Yeah, hi, everyone. Nice to be back on the show. So first off, um, Anna Maria, thank you again uh, for coming on the show. I just Can you just speak a little bit about SonaCore and how it all started? Yes, absolutely. So SonaCore started in the early 1980s. We started out in Woodbridge, Ontario, actually in the home garage. And my father started out the company. And, uh, you know, years passed by and we uh, had a showroom base in Woodbridge. And we primarily started out by manufacturing the sauna heater. And that's the reason and where the word sauna core came from. The core of a sauna is the heater source. And uh, after many years of being successful in that area, we came out to manufacturing the actual saunas. So we started out in the early 80s in Woodbridge and continuously growing with uh, high quality and demand. And now we are in Bolton, Ontario and continuing to manufacture for local and the world. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. It's, uh, it's quite um, an honor to know that we also still own the same home that uh, we started. So we definitely keep to our roots. Wow, that's, no, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, York Region's own, I mean, we can say it. Um, right in our backyard, we have uh, one of the best uh, uh, sauna manufacturers literally in the country. And, you know, I want to just talk a little bit about background and just for our listeners, you know, saunas have been around for about 2,000 years. And basically, uh, you know, the heat sources were initially obviously from stone and it started from fire and these were just pretty much holes in the walls or in, in, in caves, if you will. But nowadays, um, we use the, the heat source, I guess the infrared heat source, and which is more efficient um, and this kind of heat source is, is usually ideal. Can you just speak the point about that, uh, Anna Maria? Yeah, absolutely, Dr. Mike. You're absolutely correct. So years ago, originating with, as you mentioned, a hole in the ground or in the wall with um, wood burning, then they derived into electric or uh, gas or propane heater. But now we are looking at infrared. And infrared is a completely different ballpark of saunas. Um, I actually like to call them infrared therapy rooms because infrared saunas are much more enjoyable, comfortable temperatures, energy efficient. Primarily, they can be plugged anywhere in the home, so very convenient. Um, Bedroom, basement, bathroom, they don't need a lot of space, so condo living is fantastic for infrared. And infrared now gets to the concept of heating the body, so not necessarily the room, and we're going to start reaping the benefits with a direct penetration to the body, which is a huge benefit as well, for people that are intolerant to extreme heat. They can now have a source of sauna to detox at a comfortable temperature. And I think that's important. I'm a huge proponent of sauna therapy. 
of course, for many aspects, and I'll speak to the point of that um, uh, coming up. But I guess, uh, you know, some of for our listeners out there, you know, when I was growing up and somebody had a sauna, they were quite wealthy. It was like, you know, they had that little sauna, they had that little room next to their cantina, and it was like there was a sauna, and we're like, wow. And it was just like, it was, it, was, it was looked upon as being um, something, something a little bit more fancy, right? Yeah, almost like a luxury item. Yeah, a luxury item. Exactly. Nowadays, you know, with this new improved uh, technology, of course, I, I guess it's more efficient and pretty much anybody can get it. And uh, it doesn't have to be uh, so, you know, so luxurious, correct? Absolutely. Saunas, again, that mindset over the years has been, you know, large saunas, entertaining saunas, um, high price point items, which there are still exist, of course. But there's cost-effective and price-attractive uh, saunas, right? You can invest in wealth for minimal and have a unit directly in your home, which is one of the greatest benefits, especially in today's times as well. Yeah, wonderful. So first off, let's talk about how saunas will improve the overall health and wellness of, 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 of our listeners. So first off, you know, you get the, the heat from the sauna will relax the body's musculature, and this will improve circulation. And for the thousands of years that this has been around, this is really the data. Now, it started in, in, uh, with the Finnish population, so in Finland, and it's so interesting because I've uh, I've... I've met quite a few fin, uh, Finnish people and wonderful human beings. I mean, I just and, and they always say if you meet somebody from Finland and they invite you to their sauna, it's like a huge compliment. Um, so it's it's almost like their their social comfort level. This is something that they've been doing for for again uh, hundreds of thousands of years. So I mean, besides improving circulation and stimulates the release of things that's called endorphins. Now, endorphins are these all-natural feel-good chemicals in the body, and so this is, what re- this is what releases. So this is how, when we're dealing with especially troubling times like this, we need more of these endorphins to get released in our life. Instead of the stress hormone endorphins like cortisol, we need like this more uh, rest and digest sort of um, uh, these hormones to get synthesized in the body so we feel good. And this is going to be promoting that wonderful feeling. And I, th- and I sort of love that and how it aspects of that. That. But in terms of sauna aid and recovery for intense physical activity, I brought in Dr. Ryan Shakitano, a sports medicine expert, um, and I just want to shun some light on, you know, the body's natural healing process. And when you, when you, you know, when obviously Dr. Ryan, you've played in a, in, in a professional setting, uh, as being a professional soccer player, you know, you put your body through, um, you know, uh, a lot of trauma. And uh, how can you talk to point about how physical sports and sauna therapy has helped you in your career and other athletes? Great question. I, I sort of adopted a model when I was playing towards the later days when I was playing that your body does not build muscle in the gym or on the court or on the field or whatever your playing surface is. It breaks it down. And it's what you do after that helps it build back up and come back stronger. And I found sauna was such a great way to help facilitate that process. In addition to obviously some of the things we talk about uh, and we discussed on your show as well, in terms of healthy protein and good sleep and all the nutritional uh, side of things that we've we've discussed. But sauna really does help. And when I was at the University of Toronto is when I first uh, introduced myself to it. I had some teammates doing it. It was just a little bit of hearsay. Oh, I feel better after. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a go. 
And it took some time to build up to it. But once I did, I noticed like just extreme relaxation after the most intensive workouts. And I was able to perform at a higher level quicker in terms of my recovery. So my soreness after workouts wasn't too long. And my mental clarity, my mental focus was even better. So there were all these little benefits. And all I literally needed to do was sit there and enjoy the heat. So I, I was a big fan of it, a big proponent of it. And it became a regular part of my regimen. Uh, when I was playing high-level soccer. And we often prescribe this to our patients in practice, uh, right, Dr. Ryan? I mean, uh, it's just something that we we promote. I mean, I think, importantly enough, um, after participating in sort of physical sports, a lot of our, for our listeners out there, the heat actually will help promote the muscle relaxation, as we mentioned, but it's this it's this flow, right? It's this flow of blood that will get to the areas it needs to, to sort of promote healing. And then I think that's the most important aspect. And then the elimination of lactic acid and, and the other toxins that build up that actually can, can hinder the musculature. Uh, I think that's another powerful point that the sauna therapy uh, is important on. Definitely. And, and it's so good at doing that, that it actually acts as a way that the body is doing physical activity. So there's research showing that cyclists and runners actually improve their cardiovascular capacity when they do saunas regularly. So in terms of being able to flush out those toxins and increase circulation and blood flow and all those things you mentioned are all fantastic benefits that come from using sauna on a regular basis. Yeah, and, and you brought up the point, and I'm grateful that you did, uh, and we didn't mention this yet, but the detoxification components of sauna therapy are um, unprecedented, especially when it comes to, um, uh, you know, the studies. Uh, and, and Anna Maria will have you uh, speak to this point in a moment because you're more of an expert on this. But, you know, the deep sweating, this is where, you know, it's the difference between, you know, just sweating because you're hot. But as the heat actually, you know, uh, begins to move to the skin surface, this is where the nervous system sends a signal. And, you know, the sweat glands get stimulated and they produce sweat. I mean, the sweat production is predominantly composed of about, obviously, 99% water. But when you deep sweat in a sauna, this is where you can help um, reduce levels of lead, mercury, nickel, and some PCBs. And we'll talk about the PCBs because that's where, you know, for our listeners out there, you're getting this, but you have no clue where or how. I'll talk to point on that. But... Um, Anna Maria, can you just uh, shed some light on how, you know, from our daily environment, you know, we're, 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 we're all toxic, we're all getting toxicities. How important is, you know, sauna therapy for, for detoxifying? Uh, so, Dr. Mike, it's interesting that you're asking me that because I get asked a lot of that from clients. And one thing I can say is, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was manual labor right? It was almost a daily thing. You walked to the store, you had a manual laboring job, where nowadays we just need more so to detox because we're not getting that manual or daily activity that our bodies need to detox. So even more so, we need to get into a sauna to reap the benefits. And with the deep sweating, that's really what triggers to release all of our toxins of nickel, mercury, uh, chemical exposure. I mean, Nowadays, it's so imperative that we increase our core temperature, not only to detox what's within us, but also to boost our immune system for possible future toxins we're going to be exposed to, right? So that's um, 
all around of why it's uh, so important to use saunas on a daily. Well, great information, Anna Maria, and uh, also Dr. Ryan. Uh, before we end our session, first off, um, Anna Maria, can you join us next week? Yes, um, absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah, because I think we need to talk more about this, and it will help our listeners. Um, but before we, uh, we uh, end our session, where can listeners learn more about Sonicor? Uh, absolutely. They can visit us on our website, www.sonicor.com, or you can visit us at our showroom in Bolton and also call us at 905-857-8085, and we look forward to answering any of your questions. Wonderful. And just a reminder to our listeners, uh, the diet and lifestyle changes we discussed today should be reviewed, reviewed with your own doctor. Our, obviously, our discussions are not the opinion of the station, but their opinion are based on um, evidence that we've looked at. But you should definitely review anything that we mentioned with your own doctor, uh, and this would probably be the best bet. But just before we wrap up our show, I'd like to thank Dr. Ryan for joining us, and again, uh, Anna Maria. And um, if you want to learn some more about our office, of course, Dr. Ryan and myself, we practice at AppleMed, uh, and you can see us on Instagram, AppleMed Clinic, or you can reach us at 905-303-4622. Previous episodes of Health is Wealth on 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. Health is Wealth is brought to you by AppleMed Clinic. Located at 3560 Rutherford Road, Unit 45, AppleMed takes a results-driven approach to patient care. Remember, an AppleMed day keeps illness away.